This is going to be one of the most valuable episodes yet, as we have someone joining the show who works resiliently to heal trauma patients and is also the author of the book, Anatomy of a Survivor, Building Resilience, Grit, and Growth After Trauma. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of A Mental Health Break. I am your host and author of the book, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Vincent A. Lancey. Each week on this platform, I interview a different mental health professional or advocate from across the country and around the world to share their story relating to mental health. I created this platform when I came to a turning point in my life. When I was 21 years old, I was the victim of a hit and run accident while on foot. After coming out of a coma and suffering from a traumatic brain injury, or you may know of as a TBI, I decided to prioritize my mental health and that led me to creating this series. And before I introduce this week's guest, I have some exciting news to share with you all. This summer's episodes will be brought to you by Tampa Counseling and Wellness, dedicated to helping individuals looking to positively transform their lives through compassionate counseling and wellness coaching. If you struggle with depression, anxiety, or other mental health issues, call today for a free consultation. Tampa Counseling and Wellness, therapy that inspires change, and you can find their info in today's episode description, whether you want in-person visits or virtual assistance. In 1990, after a sudden cardiac event, this week's guest was dead for 22 minutes. While CPR and determined doctors returned to her life, she came to find that this new life wasn't her life at all. Faced with depression, personal and professional setbacks, she ultimately recognized that this was not an endpoint, but a beginning. For over two decades, Dr. Michael Flynn has worked with and studied issues faced by survivors, interlacing stories with research on genetics, post-traumatic growth, and the neuroscience of resilience and happiness, this book outlines how survivors of trauma structure a positive and productive response. All of you out there who are similar to me in the sense that you've had a traumatic experience, this is a great episode for you. I'm now going to introduce Dr. Joyce Michael Flynn. Dr. Flynn, thank you so much for joining the show. Oh, thank you. It's such an honor to be here. And also, I feel a kindred spirit with you because we did talk a little bit about our TBI. And because of you mentioned my extended CPR, I obviously endured that little thing as well. So it's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. My pleasure. Would you mind introducing yourself a little more to our audience? Share who you are before we dive in and get going and also touch on your role relating to mental health. Sure. So um, clinically, I'm a nurse practitioner in family practice, but I academically, I'm a professor at Sacramento State University. And specifically, I work in the field of trauma. My ongoing research agenda um, is focused on trauma care, but specifically on the applications of principles and practices of post-traumatic growth. So when I did my doctoral dissertation, I looked at this, I created because I really wanted somebody, a a go to a how to thing, I created a system of rehabilitation that I named 
MetaHab or MetaHabilitation and or MetaHab for short. And it's a system, and I'll talk a little bit about that later, that pulls, pulls, pulls either, that guides people forward in the aftermath of a traumatic event to ultimately and over time build their resilience, um, find meaning in their suffering, and actually experience some post-traumatic growth. So with that being said, that's my research agenda. That's what I do. I created a course at Sac State called Traumatology, an introduction to post-traumatic growth. So that's my super, that's my focus. Um, for care for patients and what I do. That's awesome. Congratulations on the course. I think that's really great how you're getting the knowledge to kids in college, adults in college, in incorporating that with their coursework. Yeah. When you were going through your traumatic brain injury and your personal experiences, and then we'll touch on your professional as a practitioner, what type of mental health disparities were you facing? Well, um, I think the biggest mental health disparity, now this was a long time ago, but it was just that th there was no awareness of it. I was kind of going through something, I was 35 years old. I'm a very active person, triathloner, marathoner, very active. I'm the mother of three. My children are grown now. My husband has been married to for 41 years. I was a very, had a very active life and that all stopped and in a very big way. And the to me, and this is the focus of my work. This is what generated the work I do. When I would ask physicians, when will I swim again? Oh, no, you, you won't ever do that again. Well, when will I run? Well, no, you won't ever do that again. I, go, I just was like, there was nobody engendered hope. And this is what you can, you know, we don't know where you're going to end up, but let's start here, whatever. And I think, I don't think, I know that's what got me going. And um, specifically, one day I saw one of the physicians, a cardiologist in the hallway in the hospital. And I said to him, you know, I asked him those questions. And I was, again, being told no. And I said, you know, you need to stop doing that. I am living what I can't do. I get it. Yes. You need to tell me what I can do. You need to ask me what I want to do. And your job is to get me there. And I didn't realize at that moment in time that that was going to generate the next two and a half decades of my life in trying to stop this idea of trauma as, all, as the end point. It is a beginning point. People, sometimes they choose it, sometimes they don't, but there is a point in time where, again, you you make choice. Well, I commend your resilience. I have to say that you really shown that anything's possible when you put your mind to it. And sometimes things happen when you're not searching for them. You found something that you've been able to dedicate your next two decades to. And it's something you're passionate about, though. You're not running through the motions. So I think that's a great lesson for everyone right then and there that sometimes life doesn't work out as expected. But when you're down, sometimes there's a bright spot in that. She found that with her work. I try to do that with my work as well. Thank you for your courageous answer right there and sharing that. Let's now look on the professional side here. What do you come across the most? And obviously anxiety, depression, schizophrenia are very popular. Is that what you find as well? Well, I, I think, you know, when I was thinking about this uh, question and looking at that, I, I think what to me 
I come across the most obviously is depression. And it is, you know, after trauma. And that is because lives have changed. Mm -hmm. The dynamics of families have changed. Because again, when this happens to you, it doesn't just happen to you. Well said. It happens to, so, you know, I spent a lot of time not only looking at the individual survivor, but I've also spent some time researching what we call secondary trauma or vicarious trauma survivors because they go through it, their, their lives have changed as well. So that's, you know, and then I've also looked at communities and all of that. In fact, in my book, I'm very proud that the foreword is written by Dave McGilvery, who's the director of the Boston Marathon. And I met him when I was doing some research on communities' responses to trauma. And I talked to him in the aftermath of the Boston bombings. But I think that's where I go. So you see this depression, this anxiety over what's going to happen. No, you know, there's this unknown. There's this large part of unknown. And um I think the other thing that I try to talk about, and I'm kind of getting advanced, but one of the things that I do work with people on is I go, don't look too far in advance right now. Let's just take care of what needs to be taken care of in the here and now. So I think for me in working with trauma survivors, that's probably the biggest, you know, um, feeling um, hopelessness, depression, and anxiety of what's my life going to be like now. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that. A lot of people listening on trauma comes in many different forms. And what she's saying is able to resonate, I hope, with each and every one of you. You see her passion again behind it. Each answer she gives, you tell how informed it is. She loves what she does. And she explained why she got into mental health. She had traumatic incident. Is there anything else you want to add to that for our listeners about why you yeah. got into the mental health field? Because I think, uh, you know, based off my initial answer, because I saw not only what I didn't like the way trauma was being dealt with afterwards. And as I came back into practice, I started seeing patients or reading books or seeing and you see these people who had gone through horrific events and yet had come back, not only survived, but thrive, not in spite of what happened, but as a direct result. And I thought, I need to know more about this. And then I started seeing it. It's a natural occurrence in our in our systems. We have immune systems that do this. We have cardiovascular systems that do this. The healing process is there everywhere. And I thought, why are we not systemizing or making a, you know, a system in the aftermath of trauma that just like if you fracture a bone, what, there's a system that you do that in your body, you engage your body appropriately, it does it. Same thing with immunity. And I thought, okay, if yep. bacteria, if COVID, if those back can do this, we are thinking human beings. We have got to engage purposefully in this process and engage our own intrinsic capacity and abilities to help us heal, guide us in moving forward mm -hmm. and becoming stronger, which yes. is what our systems do. Yes, we have to heal each and every day, find new ways to heal as well, which is what I'm hoping you can provide for our audience here, Dr. Flynn. If you could pick two and I say, just two, because I want your most important answers here. We're going to do short-term and long-term. Please provide two solutions for both. Start with whatever you like. Well, I, you know, I think in terms of the short-term solutions, I always tell people, 
take a deep breath. This is a long ride. You have to focus on getting yourself alive and safe. That's the biggest thing. So I go, don't think too far in advance. Life's going to unfold. You're going to do fine. So I, again, part of the stages of MetaHab is actually the first two stages. The first one is acute recovery, like take care of yourself now and get well. And the second stage is um, turning point. So it is focusing on making a choice and taking control of what is going to be going on. So I think just also reminding people, and I do this with my students all the time, it's like they get so wigged out about stuff. And I talk with them and I go, listen, you got this, you got this, you know, just relax and just take one step at a time and it will unfold as you go forward. And then I think on the long-term side of that, understanding, and this is key. This to me is key. Understanding it is the purposeful engagement with the trauma that brings forth the resilience and growth. So it is like the purposeful engagement with our immune system that brings forth the antibodies. It is the purposeful engagement But if you want to get stronger muscles, you don't just sit around hoping they're stronger. You engage, you lift weights, you do things. So you must do this with trauma too. It is the brave, courageous, and purposeful engagement you take that brings forth and unearths this internal capacity and this awareness that, you know, I need to go in to get out. And I think that's the big thing. So engaging on every and getting the strategies and moving forward. And my book really, I really talks about this so much. How do you engage? What's the best way to do this? It's really a virtual how to to do that. Well, I appreciate that. Everybody listening on, make sure you stick around to the end of the episode because we are going to share how to find her book as well as how to get in contact with her to follow up on that great book. Now we're going to look into the future a little more. We know about the book. We know about some of the great work you're doing. What are some ways you plan on raising awareness for the importance of mental health in the future here, Dr. Flynn? Well, getting back into what I was doing before COVID, and that is lecturing, (laughs) lecturing, consulting, and doing programming. And my big thing is I'm an applied behavioral scientist. So I go, you know, I take the bench to the bedside. So you get the information, I do the information, I get it into people's work. So what I'm doing now is I already and you, you know, I'll talk about my website, but you can go there and there's lots of information as to how to do all this. So what I'm planning on doing is, again, getting more into speaking. So if you need to get in touch with me about that, you can. Also, I do a lot of consulting because usually when I'm working with um, clinicians and agencies that are dealing with uh-huh. um, recovery, they have fantastic programs. But my system of MetaHab, I always position as an add-on, a fuel additive to kind of eh, make it a little bit, push it a little bit further. Yep. So I'm doing that. I do, again, focusing on um, individuals, families, clinicians, and programming for that. And then I also am very involved in wellness for clinicians, first responders, and people on the front lines. Because if, well, I mean, it goes without being said, if you do not take care of yourself, 
that's when bad stuff can happen. So I'm very involved in getting more into clinician first responder, whatever wellness and mindfulness programs. Very impressive how you spread your wings as far as how far you go in mental health. You're affecting so many lives positively on different angles. So thank you for all of that service. She mentioned something, getting ahead of it before it starts. Have the knowledge. It's out there. Find the resources. She could be great for you. Again, stick around soon. We'll tell you how to get in touch with her. Now we're going to get into the spotlight story. This week, we're going to share Gwyneth Paltrow. And we're going to show the listeners that no matter how healthy someone looks from the outside, Dr. Flynn, they may not be on the inside too. We all know this actress. Let's talk about it. I'm going to share two quotes to start this right up. The first is on her mental health in general, and the second was on her mental health after she had children. I'm hoping this resonates with everybody listening on one way or the other. Quote, I felt like a zombie. I couldn't access my heart. I couldn't access my emotions. I couldn't connect. I thought postpartum depression meant you were sobbing every single day and incapable of looking after a child. But there are different shades of it and depths of it which is why I think it's so important for women to talk about it. It was a trying time. I felt like a failure. The next one, I had a hard time being pregnant. I mean, it's obviously beyond worth it, but I was very nauseous and sick for both. And my babies were huge, so it was kind of not that comfortable, but I'll never forget when Apple was born and the feeling that I had of like a soulmate love connection and it just became clear why I was on earth. Like I had been searching for all of these reasons. Why am I here? Am I contributing anything? Does it matter? And then when I had her, it just all became clear. That's something you don't know before you have a kid. And I'm actually glad I did because that before that, it's a truly beautiful surprise. What do you feel about these statements, Dr. Flynn? Well, <clears throat> first of all, I think it is, again, very brave when people articulate and let people know what they're feeling. Because one of the biggest things I see in the research that I've done with people who have gone through bad stuff and done well, are they ask for and accept help. They ask for, they let people know, I am struggling, I need some help. And that is key. Because then, and they then that allows them to take control of what's going on. And the other thing that she talks about, especially as being a mother, and I talk about this like with clinicians, parents, everybody, especially going through COVID, it is your job to get it right for yourself. So if you need to step away and get you know, compassion, self-compassion, help for yourself directly, that is not a privileged thing. That's a necessary part of your mental health and wellness program. So for her to articulate that and let people know, and I sought and received help, that is a brave thing to do. That is not a sign of weakness. That's a sign of great of courage. So I really like how she talked about that because and especially she talked about with pregnancy, we know with postpartum depression, interfering with attachment and attunement of children, you 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 got to get that right because you don't want to a lose that time. And there could be consequences as a result of not being able to do that. So uh, good for her to talk about that in an honest and open way. 
Extremely well said. Thank you. And yes, she mentioned it's great when people of this status use their platforms. It is unbelievable to see more and more of this. I think there was none for so long. And then now I think there's more and more people reacting off other people's courageous acts to go on and share their vulnerable moments. And Dr. Flynn, I have to thank you so much for coming on. The value is endless. Thank you so much. I liked how I resonated with you right in the beginning. When I took, they said it would take me two years to go back to school. I said, no, nah, I went back in a few months and I graduated. I liked your passion throughout the entire episode, as I said, and your short and long-term goals were both spot on. I'd like to now ask you for your last word. Okay. Well, I think the last word, when I was thinking about that, I think the most important thing I can say is that it is, again, the as Gwyneth Paltrow taught, it is the brave and thoughtful engagement with the event. It is using the event because you don't get over these events. Yep. Not getting over. You're using the experience uh, in a purposeful, courageous way to unearth capacities that you have for resilience, healing, and eventual growth. And as I say to my students, I say to people, this is not, this is tough stuff, but you got this. Very, very positive. Thank you so much. Would you now mind please taking the time to share how to get in touch with you, your book, social media, website, whatever you got. Perfect. So the book's very easy. It's through Post Hill Press and you can go to any search engine and put in anatomy of a survivor and it'll come up. But the full term, as you said, anatomy of survivor, building resilience, grit and growth after trauma. I am very busy on Instagram. I like to provide thoughtful and usually useful daily messages, wellness messages. So my Instagram is dr.jmf, dr.jmf. And then my website is dr jmf.com. And there's lots of information that you can find there about what I'm doing, workbooks that you can use not only for yourself as an individual survivor, but family and friends. And lastly, I do have a podcast and it is called Sliver of Hope, Stories of Survival and Growth. So you can look forward to those as well. And if you want to directly get in touch with me, very simple, Dr. JMF at um, metahab, dot com. So thank you for sharing all that. Everyone listening on, you heard all the value she provided. Be sure to check out her content and grab that book. And it is also social media time for the show on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. We're at a mental health break. And on Twitter, we're at podcast by Lancey. My name is Vincent A. Lancey. So I'm at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media. YouTube and my website is vincentalancy.com. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week on a mental health break. Mm-hmm.